I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, August 8th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So, Jay, WeWork released some of their numbers from last quarter, and one number that I thought was particularly interesting is that the occupancy rate of WeWork's total network around the world last quarter was 72%, which is the same rate as the end of 2019. So it looks like people are going back into the office. What do you think about that? Are you back in the office? Sometimes. I've seen you in your office. That makes me in the office part-time, at least. Yes, I would also say that WeWork's footprint has shrunk considerably since 2019. So 72% of a smaller footprint is smaller, but I see your point. People are going to WeWork. And I actually think the time for WeWork is now. I think people do only want to work a couple days, but do want to work in a communal space. And that might be perfect for WeWork. That's an interesting point, Jay. I do need to look into whether or not the footprint has gotten smaller in that time as well. That is a that is a, a good asterisk <laughs> that we'll put on the fact of the day for today. But yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm back in the office. I like being in the office. I know many people I work with don't like being in the office, and that's cool too. And so I think it's going to just become personal preference. However, and I was talking about this last night, Jay, I do think that if the economy turns and employees lose leverage, then everyone's back in the office. I could quickly see how every bank and law firm and accounting firm says, you're all back in now and you have no choice. And so we'll have to wait and see. But I think it depends a lot on the economy. You know what I like about the office? Yeah, what's it? Loads of coffee. Loads of coffee. And you never have to think about it either. It's just kind of there. Like, you know, I remember during the pandemic, I'd have to buy coffee and I buy bad coffee, Jay, but I'd have to buy coffee. And now I don't have to think about it. You're right. Well, Brett, aside from WeWork's relative size, occupancy rate, and coffee, what do we have for Peak Pals on this Monday? If that wasn't enough, Jay, we've got a (laughs) bunch of great stories for you today. So for our first story, there's a ban on handguns coming. For our second story, Amazon buys Roomba. And for our last story, could a trade deal with India? I have written here, Italy, Jay. It's India. (laughs) And with India become a reality. Would be very different, both of those things. So we'll get into that in a bit. But for our first story... Canada will ban the import of restricted handguns this month, part of a broader effort to curb gun violence after the country's deadliest mass shooting in 2019. This, according to the Washington Post. Yeah, so here's what's happening. So earlier this year, the government proposed a freeze on buying, importing, selling, and transferring handguns. But after the ban was announced, sales soared in anticipation of the new regulations. Now, these new measures will go into effect without parliamentary approval until the freeze does pass into law. So it's kind of a a transitory measure. Known as C-21, the proposed legislation will let judges take away guns from people deemed to be a danger and licenses from those with a history of domestic violence. Now, the government also banned 1,500 types of quote-unquote military-style assault weapons and last week outlined how much it's proposing to compensate gun owners and buybacks. But critics say the focus on handgun ownership is misguided. Toronto's chief of police said the biggest problem in the city is actually guns coming across the border. Last year, 86%, there's a stat for you, 86% of weapons that could be traced used in incidents of violence actually came from, not surprisingly, our neighbors to the south. It makes sense. It's really hard to get a gun legally in Canada. You have to go through like a multi-week training course to do that. Now, this is why it matters. Even with robust gun laws, the volume of gun smuggling into Canada from the U.S. will continue to present challenges to law enforcement. With nationwide shootings trending upward, it may be that the conversation around gun violence is only the beginning. For our second story, what does your mom in 2013, Jay, have in common with Amazon? Well, they both wanted a Roomba. Jay, what's the latest in the booming household robotics market? Well, I just came back from Boston, as you know, and this was a huge story down there because Roomba and its parent company are actually based outside of Boston. So Amazon is buying iRobot, the maker of Roomba Vacuum and other home robots for $1.7 
billion. Now, as you can imagine, Jay, iRobot products surged in popularity early in the pandemic as people look to keep their homes tidy, but sales have fallen off since. Now, you might be wondering why Amazon might want to buy a company that makes robots that clean your homes. Well, the acquisition is a major step in Amazon's goal of dominating home robotics. You know, for example, see Alexa's voice software, Echo smart speakers, and Ring doorbells. Now, just like Apple locks you into their ecosystem with tech that works together, I'll put this in quote-unquote seamlessly, Amazon is striving to do the same with the things in your home. Think of your Roomba starting to vacuum when your ring detects that you left your house and your thermostat goes up and it it all is going to happen magically in, in a household orchestra. I like the sound of that. Now, Amazon's own household robot assistant, Astro, despite being very cute and able to get you a beer, Well, it hasn't taken off, and iRobot's products are somewhat of a backup plan. And this is why it matters, Jay. So Amazon is expanding the range of products that can collect your data. So the Roomba, with its array of sensors and cameras that map every inch of your house, well, it's going to, whether you like it or not, add additional information to that arsenal. And for our last story, it'd sure be nice if Canada could boost its GDP by $8 billion, wouldn't it? Well... What if we told you there was one way to do exactly that? And to do that, Jay, we're going to have to look far east. I'm not talking about Nova Scotia. I'm not talking about Newfoundland. I'm talking about India. So according to a new study commissioned, a comprehensive free trade agreement with India would be a mega win for the Canadian economy. Canada and India have been trying to negotiate a trade agreement since 2010, but haven't been able to reach a deal yet. Political differences, conflicting negotiation styles, and different trade approaches have contributed to sinking deals, and India is a notoriously fickle trading partner, Jay. Canada is currently India's 13th largest trading partner, but has slipped in the rankings in recent years, according to a new study. But India is ready to talk trade again, relaunching negotiations in March after a five-year hiatus and dropping most tariffs on lentil imports, which Canada supplies a lot of. That's surprising to me, Jay. It's surprising to me as well. And here's why it matters, Brett. India is likely to be the fastest growing major economy this year, with projected growth of 8%, according to the IMF, and the world's fifth largest by 2027. Now, on top of that, Jay, as tensions between Western countries and China grow, Canada, Australia, and the UK all recognize the opportunity India's burgeoning economy presents in developing a more reliable trade partnership in the region. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, I just thought of something funny. We could set people's Alexas to go nuts if we just say, Alexa, turn on Brett and Jay. I, I don't think that's gaining listeners for us. That's for sure, Jay. In <laughs> fact, that might be turning people off. We're going to end up cleaning people's homes via Roomba through our voice on the podcast. We got a whole thing going on. We're, we're in lockstep with Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, Google, and you can try that one as well. (laughs) Here we go. We're going to try all new things this week, Brett. Have a good Monday. You too, Jay.